Hello, my name is Kevin Sturmer, and welcome to another episode of A Moving Tale, sponsored by the Outermost Ring. Before we get to today's outstanding guest, I want to answer the question that we get more than anything else. What is the Outermost Ring? It is the title of a musical I'm writing, and I like the philosophy so much that I made it the core of my company. It refers to the rings of a tree, and as a tree grows and expands, it adds one ring for each year of its life. The outermost ring refers to the present or the current time, and I like the idea that we are always learning, always growing, always taking new shape while never losing sight of where we've been and what's at our core. And what I also love is that we've partnered with Trees for the Future and that for each podcast episode, we donate 100 trees to be planted in their forests around the world. Now, on this podcast, we talk about what makes a great story. And our guest today not only has an incredible story, she teaches others how to identify their stories and find their voice. Whether she's in the classroom or speaking on stage, she has a passion for helping others raise their voice and know in their hearts that they've been seen and heard. She's an award-winning professional speaker, peak performance and storytelling coach, and founder of the MindSpeak Academy. She's spoken at over 120 events, trained 30,000 people, delivered over 600 workshops, all on the art of performance and public speaking. She's also curated a TEDx event for three years and has worked with everyone from the British Army to the BBC, helping shape the voices and leaders of the next generation. So lean in because you are about to hear a moving tale from my guest, Elaine Powell. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I'm so excited that you're here. Oh, Kevin, what a wonderful intro. It makes you kind of go, oh. <laughs> when someone says such lovely things about you. It's so great to have you here. You've done so many wonderful things. And before we get to the all of those things, before the MindSpeak Academy and how you're helping people share their voice, we'll take our cue from the sound of music as we always do and start at the very beginning. It's a very good place to start. So before working with speakers, before teaching in schools, before you were in the courtroom, something inspired you. Something started you on this path. What was that? Yes, I wasn't exactly in the courtroom, so it was a, it, it, it was in the legal profession. Yes, yes or no? in the legal profession, it was a different type of uh, of law that I was involved in, and I remember being. Um, I'd been doing it for around seven years. I was a, like a PA for a long time. Then I became a paralegal. And then the opportunity came that they were going to sponsor me to be a solicitor, and I just, I just wasn't feeling. I wasn't a detailed person, so I just knew, I think we always have to listen to our internal guide. Is this really the path I want to go down? Because I saw a lot of solicitors, they're working long hours and they weren't very happy. <laughs> so I remember I did a personal development course, uh, Kevin, and it was the turnaround for me. After three days, I really sat back and I thought, if I want to, if I have to work a third, you know, we work a third of our lives what do I really want to do with my life if I want to be fulfilled? Because I think going through life not being fulfilled, it's a really empty place to be. And, and the money will always come when you follow your passion. So when I sat back and I thought, what do I actually want to do? And at that time, my inner voice was saying, work with young people, have them develop themselves and understand who they are at a much younger age than waiting until our 20s or our 30s or our 40s to actually understand 
who am I? Why am I here? So that's where the, the that was the big catalyst for me to know that I could go out and achieve anything I wanted to if if it really moved me and if I was passionate about it. So that's how my journey started. Talking in front of people, helping people has always been in your heart. You've taught public speaking in schools as well. How did this progress? And then there was a specific turning point and that brought you to TED. So when I started working with young offenders, it was in a behavior assessment unit and it was working with the most challenging young offenders in the country here in the UK. And I think that was where my first love of mindset and really understanding who we are, why we are, how we are, and actually how we're producing children who ended up in that facility. And so I think it was the first time that I got to experience what it is to be Elaine. Because a lot of times when we work in the corporate space, we it's like we have to fit into that environment. We have to fit into that culture. So you need to carry yourself a certain way with gravitas. You have to dress a certain way, which is not necessarily natural to you. And I think it was the first time that the more I was Elaine, the more that if I wanted to sing and dance down the corridor, I could. The more that I gave myself permission to be myself, actually the easier it was for the young people to relate to me. And that was a big aha. And, you know, I, I'll get onto the speaking, but I think later on, I really got to see that the best person you can be with an audience is just your authentic self. Don't try and be somebody else because people will, they'll feel it. Children feel it. They're very sensory. They're very empathetic. And adults, we lose that little bit, but they can still feel when you're not being congruent with who you are. So I worked with the young people for seven years and it was, it was, I read one of the happiest times in a career for me working with those young people. And then like many things, I got the seven year itch. It wasn't enough for me and I needed growth. I needed to grow somehow and I didn't want to become a social worker. So I went traveling off around the world for a year. I packed up my house. I packed up my job. Uh, I don't think I got a sabbatical. I was just like, off, I'm off. And off I went for a year. I traveled to 18 countries in one year. It was the most amazing experience ever. So I do recommend to people, take time out, even if it's just for a month or two months, and go away where you're not having to think about work. And you can just think about or be with you be with yourself, and then really get to be with other people, which is what I did when I went traveling. I think I really, really got to just learn how to be with people, however they are, and not put my judgments on them because they would, I, I was sitting next to a woman in a restaurant, we were talking, she looked all very shabby. She looked kind of very, sort of like very poor. And she turned out that she was the main researcher for Jacques Cousteau. Uh, <laughs> I was like, whoa. And she'd led this most amazing life. And I really got to see, don't judge a book by its cover because you never know who somebody is. And so how this translated is when I came back from traveling and I'd been my own boss for a whole year, I got to say when, where, how, what, Going back to work for an organization just killed my spirit. And I think I've always been that type that I decide to do something, I commit, and then I just work it out. And there is actually research from, uh, I think it was in Napoleon Hill, 
where he spoke about the decide, commit, resolve people. We achieve things very fast because it's like we jump in at the deep end and we'll make sure we will swim versus a lot of other people who try and work it out ahead of time. Can I do it? Who's going to rent my flat? What happens if things go wrong? Oh, no. Oh, no, I can't go traveling throughout the year. Because, And then you talk yourself out of things. So I've never been that type of person. I've always thought about it and just did it. So when I had that knocking that I wanted to be an entrepreneur, I didn't know how. I didn't know what. I just knew that I needed to work for myself. And so that's how Toastmasters came in because I was in that space of inquiry. What is going to fulfill me as a person? What do I want to try on new things to see what's going to work? And so I, I joined Toastmasters and I'll take a breath there just in case you want to ask me any questions. It's such a great point you make about jumping in feet first and taking some action. And it sounds like that's what you did with Toastmasters and that's what you did with TED first learning about it and then getting a little more actively involved. Can you talk a little bit more about that experience? From joining Toastmasters, knowing that I really enjoyed that environment, it was very supportive. I learned to grow as a speaker. Uh, I'd say more a beginner to intermediate. There's a certain level you get to and Toastmasters isn't enough anymore. Um, so I would suggest to people, if you're starting off and you haven't got a budget to, to work with somebody, join Toastmasters because it's very affordable. And I started to work in schools doing public speaking workshops. How TED came about in TEDx was that I had been going into schools, I think for about five years, delivering these workshops on public speaking because I, I was looking to be an entrepreneur and I went to lunch with somebody. He told me about a charity going into schools and I thought, hmm, I've got all this history working with young people, the young offenders. I love speaking. I'm very good at speaking. I was winning competitions. <gasps> That's a perfect fit going into schools. School kids are like marshmallows compared to young offenders. And I got paid in a day what I was getting paid in a week and I got to be my own boss. So it really was a no, a no brainer to go and work for this charity, which I did. And as I was working with the young people in 2011, we had the riots here in the UK and it hit a lot of our major cities here. And one of the worst affected was an area called Croydon. It's the largest borough in London that has the largest denomination of young people. And I was doing some personal development. So I always recommend to people, continue to do your personal development. It's like the engine to your car. And you wouldn't, you wouldn't go years without fine tuning and servicing your car. Why are you doing it this with your mind? So go and continually do personal development, which I was. And one of the programs I was on was like a three-month course where we had to go into our community and create leadership. So I thought, oh my gosh, what, what, what could I do? And then I remembered that speaking to the young people in schools, they said that one of the reasons they had the riots is because they felt their voice wasn't being heard. And I thought, oh, once again, I help people find their voice and share their voice. They're young people. I have a history of working with young people. Let me run a TEDx event. So I ran TEDx Youth Croydon for three years. And that's how I got into running TEDx events. 
there's sort of a mystery around TED. A lot of people thinking it's not attainable, they can't reach it. And I'm not saying it's easy, but it, it is attainable if it is something you want. Elaine has the knowledge and the power and the insight to unlock all of the mystery for you if, if that's what you want. And she does this with her coaching. She does this with the MindSpeak Academy. She does this on Clubhouse even. Uh, so many rooms on Clubhouse. She has a club called the MindSpeak Academy. And for those not on Clubhouse, I highly encourage you to get there. You will learn so much, but there are a lot of early mistakes or first-time mistakes. And if you ever think that life is one of those scenarios where you get one shot, TEDx is that times 10. Would love to hear you talk about how people can work with you, how people can connect with you, and not only shape their story and the difference between a story and an idea, which I, I, I've heard you talk about this and it's so amazing to hear, but the difference between those two things and then how to get that into the TED talk and what's that, what's that experience look like? Yes, uh, it, it does seem a world of mystery to a lot of people. I think even the books out there on TED and TEDx don't really explain to people the process. I think that's one thing that myself and some other coaches we give people is steps. And a lot of times the reason that that works really well is there's an abundance of information out there now. And if anything, we're in information overload. And because we're on information overload, people don't know where to start. They're like, should I do this? Should I do that? And so when you're part of a, you know, a program, I have a 12 week program. Uh, or you're, you know, you have a coach, usually they'll have a process and go, okay, start with this. This is A, this is B, this is C, which allows you to be able to process the information and to then make gains so that you can get on that TED or TEDx stage. And because there's not many books out there about how do you get from A to Z, people are trying to find their way and then they just apply, they get rejected. And then they get rejected internally and go, oh, this is not for me. And off they go. Not thinking that actually it might have just been one small thing you didn't do that worked, that didn't work for you. Um, for instance, we'll, we'll go on to the main thing, which is a lot of people will lead with the story. Now, it is not called TED stories worth sharing. It's called TED ideas worth sharing. And people sometimes think that their story is an idea. It's actually not. Now, there may be a message that comes out of the story and you never know that might actually be your idea. But this is kind of one of the things, one of the big things for people to see is don't lead with your story. You have to find an idea that, and now this is the hard part for people, Kevin, that is innovative it's original. It's not being said out there already. It's new or you're taking a, a, an idea and you're just putting a different spin on it that other people haven't come across. To kind of close off the idea thing, think of a, a movie. The idea is the main character. Your story is a your, is a supporting actor. Your story is there to support the idea and to bring the idea alive on stage, but it is not the idea. When you're talking, what are, what are some of the biggest things that have surprised you that have gone onto the TED stage? The, the ideas that you, that somebody might've thought, 
oh, this isn't a good idea at all. And you're like, no, 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 <laughs> wait a second. That's a great idea. And this re really needs to be heard. And why? Yeah. So I, I was working with a client and originally her idea was around crystals and the power of crystals in healing. And the, I loved her energy and I felt that there was something within her that we could really sort of hone and work through. So as we were looking through this idea, I was always very vocal with her and very honest that Ted and the curators, their, their advice to keep away from pseudoscience, their advice to keep away from spirituality, if it cannot be measured or if it's not science-based, which I was like, ah, oh. but we were in that inquiry. And then as we went through it, we just couldn't find our way through it to find a really strong idea and a strong uh, brief, a synopsis that you have to present in your application. So she went away and she was in that space of inquiry and she had a really powerful story about her sister being murdered when she was younger and how she healed. And then what came about was that in our, in our inquiry, she, she remembered that she used gardening to heal herself and that when you look at the correlation between nature and ourselves, you know, nature has to go through that time of, um, clearing away things you know that has we have wildfires which is the clearing and then there's the the time where the seeds are underneath the earth and they're they're, they're going through the process and we have to go through the healing process anyway it, it's, it's a different type of idea to see how she also healed herself through gardening but also the powers of gardening the powers of M mother earth that can heal us and uh I, I was still like, okay, I hope that there's a curator out there that can see that this is actually a really original uh, and a unique type of idea. And uh, she got picked recently to speak at one of the TEDx events that are happening in April. So that's wonderful. I'm so excited for her. She's going to be doing that. There's so many great parallels between life and nature. It gets to elements of faith a little bit where you can't see that seed in the ground and you have the faith. It's growing it's coming it's doing what it needs to do even though you can't see it working it's going to happen and it will be there now what what do you have coming up do you have uh you do the 12-week course that you've mentioned if you want to learn more and let's face it if we're listening to this it's all about improving you so let's improve you and have you work with elaine mindspeakacademy.com what can people expect or hope to learn or hope to gain from joining the mindspeak academy yeah thank you kevin so as as of next year 2022 i'm putting together it's the ultimate talk program where it's going to be 3 months where we're concentrating on ted and tedx to get people on the stage and then once, because you know, that is, I always say TED and TEDx is a long game. Don't expect to get on the stage within two months. You'll be lucky if you can, but people open up applications at certain times and then they've got to go through the, you know, the process of picking. So it can take a little while, but while you're waiting, I want people to also go out and speak on another subject because you can't use that same talk for anywhere else and get paid. So the second part of that program, another three months, it's a six month program. We will be working on them really solidifying their positioning as a paid speaker crafting that 
that talk itself, the presentation itself, their signature presentation, because when you have a signature presentation, it means you use it multiple times. You don't have to keep on writing a presentation. You just tweak it for the the, the um, audience and then get paid. <laughs> so it, it was, it's a six-month program, the, the ultimate talk <laughs> program. It's such a great plan for public speakers to have that signature talk, that signature presentation, and then be able to fine tune it for each audience and explore and find different and new pieces of the same story or the same idea or thought. Can you talk a little bit more about what that process looks like? Yeah. So I'm one of those speakers. I don't know if every speaker, I I guess... I don't know if there's like two camps. There's people who present from the head. I'm definitely a speaker who presents from the heart. And when I say from the heart space is I know where I'm going with my, pre- uh, with my presentation. I may change things depending on who that audience is because I've spoken to either the event organizer or I've spoken to some of those audience members so I know their pains. And so I'm crafting a, a maybe a particular story to input that's going to speak as a solution to one of those pains they're going through. But I'm also letting go. I'm letting go that I have to be perfect and I have to say this word after that word so that I have a structure. My structure is ingrained inside of me. I know I'm talking about this, then this, then this, then this. But then I also want to be... It sounds weird to some people. I want to be tapped into the universe. I know it sounds really, really weird. In the heart space, I, I really do literally feel that, and it's not even when I'm presenting, it's like meditation or mindfulness. When we get quiet, I feel the energy of the, the, the universe, which is that vibration of joy, peace, love. And I find that sometimes when I'm speaking, suddenly something will come through. I hadn't prepped for it. I didn't know where it was come where it come from, and it just comes through. And I'm like, oh my gosh, that was gold! And then I make sure I grab it and, and remember it, so I can put it put it in the next time. So I find that it, it is for me. It's being in flow. It's being in the zone. And when you're in the zone, time disappears. You're connected to for me something bigger than yourself, and you are a channel for your message, your ideas, something, or your humor. Because I think that's where humor comes from. It just comes through. It's so true. And and being there, being present in the moment and serving the audience is so important for, for anyone who's trying to make a career out of public speaking. Um, but that brings us to a little game that we play at the end of every episode called the Full Out Facts. Now, I, before we get to this, it's sponsored by Full Out Creative, a small company with a big heart. They do live streaming, producing videography, photography, and so much more. For details, check out fulloutcreative.com. Now, this, Elaine, is a game where I scour the internet to find fun and random facts about my guests and discover if they are true. I have to say, you have left hardly a digital footprint. So this was not easy, but Elaine Powell, it is now time to get the full out facts. Okay. Number one, true or false. You are a Sherry Blair foundation mentor. Yes, I was. I was. And Sherry Blair was our prime minister's wife as people, if some people didn't know, Tony, Tony Blair's wife. Okay. Good, good, good. Okay. True or false. You are a former stand-up comedian. Pum, pum, pum. Yes. Former. <laughs> it's a hard, it's so, cha- I think it's, it's much more difficult than public speaking. 
because there are going to be times, uh, definitely when I found in comedy, that the audience just didn't laugh. And I had to go, okay, now let me move on with the same energy that I had at the beginning of this this setup of this joke as I did at the end and to not let my energy levels drop and not go inside my head and have a conversation like, oh, you're rubbish and oh my God, just get off and I wish this will end. I had to just let go of all of that and just know that you're just going to be rolling things out and some land, some doesn't, so what next? Just like comedians, they'll they'll work with, okay, this 20% worked, I'm going to use this for the next time and I leave the rest. If people go into my Clubhouse bio, at the bottom is a recording where we had a Clubhouse room about the different cultures and how they, how they receive public speaking. So we actually spoke about North America versus South and East versus West, the US as well, how it's different. How in the South, they take a lot more time. And in the North, we're like, hello, hurry up. <laughs> love it, love it, love it. Okay, finally, true or false, you took a year off and traveled the world. Now, we already talked about this, but you visited 18 countries. So maybe one more story about what happened uh, in your travels that we haven't heard yet. I think going skydiving, I hadn't planned to go skydiving. And it. I, know I was giggling like a hyena because I was very, very scared. We went up in this old plane, didn't even look like it would be able to fly. And it was the most amazing experience ever. Oh my gosh. It's it's not like a roller coaster ride where you feel like your stomach is coming out of your mouth. It's not that type of feeling. It's a you just it's an ultimate high, adrenaline high. It was amazing. So that was really unexpected. I will be doing that again in my lifetime, I think. Okay amazing you heard it here i don't think that's dropped anywhere i certainly couldn't find it on the internet so that's incredible elaine you are world class thank you for giving all of us a moving tale uh, well thank you for having me here to share with your audience i appreciate you and your big heart kevin you're such a lovely person thank you thank you for show notes and links from today's show, including links to Elaine's website, socials, and so much more, visit amovingtale.com. If you enjoyed today's episode, head over to your favorite podcast platform and leave a review, subscribe, download, do all of the good things. And finally, I want to say thank you for taking the time to listen. Time is a precious gift, and I appreciate that you wanted to spend a little of your time with us today. This has been A Moving Tale. My name is Kevin, and you are on the Outermost Ring. 